It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything happening in the world of video games, so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti. And I still really like this intro song. It was good. Yeah, it still it still just continues to be very good. So it just pumps me up every time. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Um... Let's see, Mike. So uh, this episode, we're going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about some games. I'm on I'm on vacation, actually, but I came in just to see you. I missed you so wow, damn wow. much. Who can blame you? So damn much. And uh, yeah, but before we get into all that, I want to thank everyone for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. If you have something to share with us, you can email the podcast at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. We also have a Twitter feed at gamesbeat or at gbdecides for the podcast itself if you're watching this on facebook or youtube uh, there's an audio version you could subscribe to that on apple Podcasts, google play google podcast stitcher everywhere where pods are caught finally if you like the show you could rate us on that apple podcast probably google podcast at this point looks like they're just going to mimic everything there and that helps people find the show um yeah so mike how you been oh you know i'm okay How's the week going for you guys? Uh, you guys uh, keeping up without the old Jeff Grubb backing up everything? Yeah, everything's actually much better. It's strange. Huh. It's almost I don't like, like they that. don't like you or something. No. God, Weird, please. Yeah. I, can't, I can't handle that. That's why Americans don't take vacations, because we're afraid if we uh, go, people will realize you don't need us. Oh, that's true. It's very distressing to hear that, Mike, so thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah. I've... Um, I've been kind of taking it easy we're getting some like getting the house cleaned up and then the plan is to go up to cheyenne to the zoo up there and we're gonna go spend some time in wyoming so that's good although i um i've been listening to a book on tape uh although it's not on tape i downloaded it from the internet and it's called i understood what you meant to be clear you know i felt (laughs) easy to clarify um it's called the short history of uh nearly everything or a brief brief history of nearly everything something like that and it got to the point where it's talking about volcanoes and it turns out that all of well okay you know a normal volcano when you think of it like the top is like that vent and that's where the the lava comes from well apparently all of yellowstone national park is that vent at the top of a volcano Ooh. Like, the entirety of the park is a volcano opening. That sounds um, kind of scary. Yeah, it's, it's a super volcano, and if it goes off, it would it sounds like it would be ca- catastrophic for everybody on Earth. Um, so, I've been thinking about that a lot. So, I'm on vacation, so I'm just looking for reasons to be anxious, I guess. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think we could probably get into what we've been playing, unless you have anything else going on. It, well, I, actually, real quick, what's been the big story so far this week? I mean, we're, I know we're only two days in, but has there been anything everyone's talking about that I've just been able to ignore? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think anything crazy is happening. Let's, no, no, everything's fine. Is uh, No Man's Sky, has it killed anybody, anyone no, yet? No, everyone's just like, oh, it's going to come out. I don't think that's out yet. They're just talking about it. So that, that's going to be a thing. No, there's events happening in World of Warcraft I'm sure you don't care about with the pre-patch. That's a thing. That's kind of where my attention has been. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, yeah, let's let's get into it. So uh, what have you been playing, Mike? Well, the uh, Mega Man Legacy or the Mega Man X Legacy collections have, have been uh, reviewed today. So I've been playing a lot of Mega Man X. And how do they hold up in this collection? Oh, they're pretty, they're pretty cool. You know, the games seem to run well. Uh, I know some people are complaining about latency issues, which I, I, I think there is. I, I can... I can adjust to that better than some people, and it, it, sometimes it's hard for me to, to notice 
or if it's like whose fault right. it is. Uh, I'm the same way. Like it's uh, the I don't... TV's fault. Like yeah, like I was playing it and I gave it to my friends like, oh, latency is so bad here. I'm like, is is it okay? Yeah, I um, it's one of those things where like one, I think once people like point it out to me and I really don't notice it, and if I go back and play the original stuff on a CRT, I definitely notice it at that point. But when I just pick something up, I uh, usually don't. Although I, I will say, um. There is that RetroArch emulator like shell that like holds all, all the other emulator um, brains or whatever, uh, and it has this feature that's like time traveling basically, and it renders two frames ahead and then like zooms that those two frames back to you like in the moment, so that when you hit a button, it's like better than realistic latency. Like it's like almost it's like negative latency almost because um, it, it, it right. eliminates even talking. what you got from the CRT. I used that and it was like, okay, I noticed this, that is a huge difference, but that's the only time I've noticed it in, you know, one way or the other, like just by myself uh, when I wasn't like actively having someone point it out. Uh, so, but that didn't bother you. No, not really. I didn't notice it too much. I thought it was fine. If it was there, I could adjust to it. Fair enough. And you're playing on the switch. I played switch and PlayStation four versions of, of both. And that's uh, kind of a, it, it feels pretty much the same on, on both. Uh, is there any like slowdown on the Switch one? No, I didn't think so. I mean, they're slowed down in some of the games because right. they're Just Super Nintendo it. games or what have you, you know. Uh, but no, it's fine. I mean, you know, these, the weird thing, the weird thing about the collection to me is just that like, it just happens that, you know, it's the one is Mega Man X one through four, the other one's five through eight. And I think like Mega Man X, X2, X3, X4, like each of those are better than any of X5, X6, X7, X8. So like the right. split is just in this really weird place where now to be, I don't think none of those later half games are awful. Some of them are, are kind of weird. Like seven's the one that has the 3D segments and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it, they're kind of weird. Although even that's kind of like this fun curiosity at this point, and they can still they still work, you know, as Mega Man X games. They still have like a lot of the fundamentals of what makes those games fun, right? This kind of traversal with the dashing and wall jumping and the basic Mega Man mechanics on top of that. So, Were, were, were all those games out on the Super Nintendo? The X1, games? 2, and 3 were. X4, 5, and 6 were PlayStation. Okay. And then 7 and 8 were PlayStation 2. Okay, all right. Um, I, I It's a series that, like, whenever I go back, I, I know that you are a huge fan of Mega Man X1, right? X1's That's, the like, best one. Like, the best which one. is another weird thing about this series, right? You think that, like... As it went, it would like get better, but no, they kind of got it the best the first time. It's like the pyramids. We bit the the first pyramids were really good, and then everyone since then yeah. got worse and worse. Yeah, the Capcom probably built the pyramids too. Um, they the, the 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 X series. I um I see. I think why people and like you like it so much, but it never clicked with me. Like, what is it that you like so much uh, about? Mega Man X, I guess, specifically. It's the move. It's like that move I was talking about. Like, it's just very satisfying to kind of dash about and then chain that into these like wall climbing, wall jumping uh, sections. That that's really, I think, what makes Mega Man X uh, great. And some of the other stuff, like the progression of like all these hidden items and getting these suit upgrades and kind of having that on top of just the normal, like you get a new weapon from a boss. And especially in those early X games, like the bosses all look cool. The music is great. Mm. Uh, it, they're just uh, they're just really well done, like sixteen bit action platformers. Now, I still uh, I prefer classic Mega Man. To no, yeah, be, to be uh, 
to be fair here, but like X one especially is still super. Yeah, but great. you consider it like one of the better Super Nintendo games, right? Like, yes. Oh yeah, Mega Man X is definitely like a top five Super Nintendo game. I think pretty easily. Yeah. Um. And, and uh, this one and X two were on the 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 NES Classic, or was it just X one? Just X one was. So yeah, like you had that one, but. Otherwise, People might, might have got a taste, and now here's a good chance to get all of them. Right. Uh, I, 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 do you think, like, I know you say they get worse, but, like, are they, you said, like, 1, 2, and 3 are all worth playing, right? Yeah. I think 1, 2, 3, and 4, I think, are all worth playing. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, like, if you're only going to play 1, play Mega Man X, then at that point, it's like, uh, if you're going to play 2, we'll play that one in X2, or, X, you know, it, it, it doesn't quite, like, go from, like, best to worst chronologically, but kind of right. close-ish. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm like on the fence about this one. I'm, I'm like, um, let me see how I do getting through the Mega Man collection. I have you guide me. We did a thing last week where it was a uh, uh, game crimes where I played Mega Man, uh, Mega Man three, three, my favorite. And you coached me. Uh, and I was making progress there and I was starting to get to the point where I'm like, this is actually fun. Once I'm like, you're like, Oh, just be patient. Like take each enemy on one at a time. Like, Oh, okay. Like I just felt like I should have been like, more fluid in my movements, just sort of moving through, like taking on one enemy and already be taking on the next. And I think that's where my uh, impatience was always getting me killed. I'm like, so I'm, I'm getting into the series now, finally, and, and it's maybe clicking. Uh, once I play a few more Mega Man games on that original collection that I already have on the Switch, I'll probably, I'll see about the X. Yeah, exactly. Graduate. I mean, the cool thing is just that I can have like all, uh, what, like uh, 18 of these Mega Man games on a single platform now. And, there is a pretty cool bonus in both these called like the X challenge where it's like a boss rush mode, but you have to, you fight like two bosses at a time from these games and they could be like, here's a boss for Mega Man X with a boss for Mega Man X4. And it's actually, it's pretty neat, like almost kind of new game thing that they have going on there. That is neat. Yeah. I, I, the, these collections seem like, I, I think th- there, there've been some really good Mega Man collections in the past. I uh, remember that GameCube one, uh, the, you know, at that time it came out for all the systems. It seemed like they got on almost everything in there. Uh, and so I was like, oh, why are they splitting everything up into these different packages? And other than that, the, it's like, okay, these are definitely better. Like there's more here. Uh, it's, it's, they've been putting, they've did the emulation more carefully. Um, it's more accurate. And then all the bonus stuff is just really cool on top of that. So, so yeah, I'm glad they revisited it. Uh, hopefully Capcom keeps at this and starts doing like a Castlevania collection next and stuff. Cause that, well, be, that would be Konami. Oh, Konami. Yeah. What am I saying? Okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully, dummy. You know, I know, yeah. More important, the digital eclipse or digital. Well, who's the company that like actually does these things? Can you remember the collection? Well, they, they only did the first one, actually. Really? Uh, the, the Capcom's been doing these. I think kind of. Not. I don't know if it's in house, but yeah, they only did. They did that. They did. They did uh, the Disney Afternoon collection, and they. I think they did an SNK thing most recently. But yeah. I, I uh, yeah, they're doing that SNK. Basically, I want them to like just keep going and like getting yeah. Well, at especially all now that we we don't really have virtual console where it's kind of just like down to these right. individual publishers to kind of do these. Yeah, um, and I'm all like the way it's turning out. Like I'm for that. It's working out pretty well because we we are kind of getting all like you just said. You have all the Mega Man games, and you just got a couple of like four packages, and you got them all. Uh, it's it's nice. It works out well. Um, I've been playing a lot of Dead Cells. Uh, I'm jealous. Yeah, now that it's now that I have it on Switch, uh, boy, I just can't put it down. Um, so I, I still can't really talk too much in review, which is uh, review terms, which is weird. It's it's out now in early access on PC, and I I, I can talk about that game, I guess. But I'll just kind of talk about the basic structure of like why I can't put it down. Um, 
So it, it is a roguelite. You are making progress by unlocking stuff that you uh, will then get in the world by uh, getting these cells, taking them back, turning them into a guy, and then you know once you get so many, like 50, uh, towards one goal, uh, now that little weapon that you just unlocked will be in the world, or you, know, um, or you could buy it from a shop, something like that. Uh, so the, there is always something you're working toward, um, but really it is still much, the reason it's so compelling is that rogue side of things, where you are learning the, the moves, you're learning how each weapon works, you're learning how the enemies attack, uh, and everything is so varied, every weapon is so varied, uh, that it's like, it's a challenge in itself to learn how they work and what combinations they work best in, um, and you always feel like you're just one or two upgrades or... Um, or weapons away from having a really good build, like having a good character build where, okay, now I can just really push forward. Uh, and when you when you always feel that way, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep going, I'm keep going, I, and then if I die, I'm still like, ah, I'm just going to get right back in there because I know, I know kind of the path I need to take to get a good chance of getting a lot of cells and getting a lot of bonus items and stuff to build this character back up. And I just go right back in and I keep playing. I just keep doing that loop over and over because it just feels like the build is always just like right there. And I've only really had a like really, really great build um, that's like OP a couple of times, a handful of times. Um, and even then, like I'll push, I will get further than I normally get when I have something like that. But then you come up against a new enemy that you haven't fought before or a new boss. And it's like, Oh, I need to like get here a couple times, learn how they work, uh, and do some recon and then come back. And it doesn't even matter the build really. I just need to learn this enemy. Um, so it's like, it's, it gives you a lot of incentive to get back in that loop. I'm really digging it. I just can't, and I just can't put it down. Um, so yeah, I really want to get to that one. Like just, it's my uh, switch uh, indie backlog is just getting nuts. Yep, yeah, and it's it seems like there's a couple of games in this in this vein, Metroidvania style uh, that is coming out in the next couple of weeks on the Switch. Uh, August is packed with them, um, so I'll, we'll see how that turns out. I think Dead Cells might be the big one because it's one that has, I think has a lot of buzz. Yeah, uh, and and it's, you know justifiably so. It's it's really solid. Um, and then I did a multiplayer uh, uh, session of Spin Tires Mud Runner. Spin Tires is this Eastern European, very realistic truck sim thing where you take trucks into a, just a complete muddy bog that is just it's it's absurdly muddy and you have to like get take these huge trucks and carry logs from one spot to another to basically like it's all the logs are points and you take these points drop them off at the goal and once they get enough points you, you win the level uh and we did like a three-player version of this where we would uh just kind of we unlocked one of the garages that was on the other side of the map so we had like another base of operation um, and we just worked together, just like moving logs, uh, where one person would have the logs attached to the back of their truck and they would take a combination of roads and like off-road sections. And we would have to winch to each other, like tie our, like one car to another and like pull them out when they would get stuck. And we'd have to bring like a fuel truck in cause they would run out of fuel cause they're just spinning their tires in the mud forever. Uh, and the, the fuel runs out and they, you know, there are these huge heavy trucks where you're using 20 liters per minute, uh, according to like the game. That's one of the stats in the game. Uh, and it was just fun to, like I, I like that game solo it's 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 really it's just like a, this really complex physics puzzle game um and uh, you know very analog at the same time because like any like sort of like nudge to the side of the road and one of the tires might get stuck and then you're you're screwed and you have to figure out how to get out 
Uh, but working with a team of players in a, in a, in a scenario like that is uh, it's really cool because everyone just kind of takes their jobs. They figure it out. We work together and we kind of beat it. in like I think it was just like an hour, an hour and a half. Um, so it was, it was really cool. The one problem is, is that the multiplayer is really kind of disappointing um, in terms of like the functionality. If if you don't start a session with all the players, like no one can like join in later. Like there's no like just drop in multiplayer uh, and that and like that's annoying and like uh, yeah it doesn't even like show up in like a list of games you have the only time it shows up in that list is when you're waiting to start and then once it started that's it uh, and i was like i was like hosting the match so if i left it would close and then i think other players could continue it but only again if they had were there when i started it it was just it's backwards and stupid but it's worth it to kind of get this uh, this fun experience. I'm glad it was like a, a short, short session too, because had it been like a multi night thing, we probably never would have been able to get back to it just because the multiplayer is so stupid. Um, okay, Mike, I think that's gonna do it for what we've been playing. Why don't we get into the news? Let's do it. Let's hear that news. Ooh, oh, breaking yeah. news coming in. Breaking news. That's, I don't think any of this news is really breaking. I um. So, like I said, I've been on vacation, but what I did is I went to Reddit and I looked at some headlines, and hey, and you tell me if I'm missing anything. I, again, I don't think there's anything big happening. I don't happening. think so, but yeah, I think we'll, you'll probably get it. Though. Right. Uh, I, I did hear, I, speaking of No Man's Sky from, from earlier, I did hear that like people were already going in and finding the game at Walmart for Xbox One and comparing the game to the trailers to find more reasons to call the developer liars and cheats. Uh, and apparently the clouds in the final game may not be like the clouds. Uh, were so how deceptive, how evil, right? I mean, I, really, we got to bring back public shaming. We got to bring, put them in the town square oh, and whip them. Go. That's the only way we're going to stop these developers from doing me. this. These clouds, man, they have, I want truth in cloud advertising, Mike. God damn go. it. Okay. Oh boy. First up, uh, Halo Infinite will not have battle royale. I am I'm not really that surprised by this, but also like it, everything's supposed to have battle royale, right? Um, did, do you care about Halo anymore, Mike? No. Yeah, I don't think no, I do either. I mean, to be fair, I've never cared okay. that much about it. I was never a big Halo person. To I think be I, fair, Halo but two like, and three I played, and yeah. that was pretty much it. Yeah, in, in 2018, no, no, not really. So, but I think a way to make people care about your game in 2018 still Battle Royale. It's still a way to do that. It's been proven. I was looking at um, some of the games that are like popular on Steam, like top new popular releases. And it's like ones that have some Battle Royale modes are like kind of creep into the top. And I was going through, uh, there's like a site uh, or a service we we use uh, for PR where we can request keys for games. And uh, one of the ways they sort it is most requests. And one of the most requested games was a game I've never heard of, but it's a Battle Royale. Um, So there's there's interest in these things still. uh, And it seems like an easy and cheap way to get people to care about Halo again. So why wouldn't they do it? You think it's just like maybe they... They think it is too cheap? Maybe. Maybe they do. Maybe they're a little worried about that sort of backlash of it. I don't know. I mean, here's here's the thing. If the Call of Duty uh, Battle Royale mode is a big hit, it's kind of hard to see them not wanting to, to try this out. That's a good point. I mean, because, I don't know. It, it is... Like, a lot of these games do have this advantage, right, where they could maybe make Battle Royale interesting enough by just saying, hey, look, it's Call of Duty, but Battle Royale, and hey, look, it's Halo, but Battle Royale, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you could think of it as just like, like you know, for a while, every game had to capture the flag mode, and nobody was like, oh, wow, you know? You know what I right. mean? 
Yeah. I, 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 if I was playing Halo, I wouldn't be opposed to having a Battle Royale mode. Maybe, like, we don't have to, like, make it a giant deal, but it could be interesting. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's um, time between now and when Halo comes out for them to wait and see what happens with Call of Duty and Battlefield. Um, and if those things do become like the big new main modes for each of those games, I think everyone else, including 343 Industries, are going to have a hard time ignoring it. Um, up next, uh, following Bethesda's announcement of the board game named Fallout New California... The team of community developers, fan developers basically, that were making the new California mod are rushing to release it early because they fear an impending cease and desist. Um, this is uh, this reminds me of that PTPC release that was going to come out and was close. It was like 95% done. It looked amazing. And then uh, Konami stepped in and said, hey... We can't let you release this. Here's a cease and desist. We're so sorry. Hey, come come an intern for us. Here's a bunch of swag, uh, but we can't let you release it. And it's just like, huh, man, you anyone making a fan game or fan mod or, or anything really that has the potential for a cease and desist, even if it's like for a game that is well known for accepting mods and being okay with it, um, just don't tell anyone that you're working on it. <laughs> Keep it as secret as possible. Like that PT thing, like he started talking about it and it kind of got a lot of attention and that's why Konami Konami had to step in. If you release it and the cease and desist happens, at least it's out in the wild and there's ways to get it. Like that happened with another Metroid 2 remake and I was able to download it after the cease and desist happened. I still have it on my computer. Like, yeah, just keep quiet about it until it's out, guys. <laughs> um, hopefully they're able to beat the lawyers on this one. Uh, let's get into this next, next story real quick. Uh, Nintendo sues console ROM sites for mass copyright infringement. Um, these are the sites that like just straight up host ROMs for like every Nintendo and every console. Yeah, these are like the ones you play in your browser. This was uh, yeah, Game Boy Advance games. Right, Game Boy Advance games? Okay. Yeah, specifically. Um, yeah, and, and so I, there are sites that weren't affected here. Like Emu, Emu Paradise is one that I use to like get some ROMs for my old game, old games when I'm setting up that retro arc or whatever. Uh, and I'm always surprised. I'm like, Hey, this still works. It's still here. And I could still get these really well-known games. Um, that's, that's strange. Uh, and then I'm like, Oh, they must've hit them, but they, it's not what they hit. It sounds like they hit the ones like you said that you could just already play online, just go to a browser and it works. Um, did they specify like why they hit these sites specifically? Well, get, they went to GitHub was kind of a big one on, uh, on at least the one that I was covering on Monday, right? And GitHub is like that weird thing that it's like you know it's like that community coding website. Yeah, it's a developer repository for. So I think in that instance they were able to say, hey, look, this specifically goes against the uh, user agreement or, or what have you of GitHub. So they they kind of had a, a way there to say that this shouldn't be allowed. Okay, well. And, and, you know, I'm sure Nintendo will win that suit. Uh, they always seem to. They have a long history of winning these ones. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad Emu Paradise is still going, but I, I get why they would want to take out the browser sites for sure. Uh, especially if they were, it was on a GitHub, they could probably just look at the code and say, oh, yeah, there's our BIOS or whatever, uh, which is very, very, very copyrighted. Um, and that's where, like, the, a lot of company, a lot of these small websites and stuff do get in trouble when they distribute that stuff. Um, okay. So, uh, Remini says that Microsoft isn't interested in a Quantum Break or Alan Wake sequel. And I am not surprised by that at all. No, I, no, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, hey, why would Hey, they? me and Microsoft have something in common. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like, I don't either. So yeah, like I, I, I get that. I, um, I get people like Onwake, I know, but still. yes, they do. I, 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 they do, and I. But it's also serious. It still it feels like even if you did really love it, it doesn't necessarily need a sequel. Just Remedy keep, needs to keep making what they want to make, and it looks like their next game is getting some positive buzz in a way that Quantum Break uh, definitely lost whenever it came out, when it came out, and people just weren't interested in it. I really, really hated Quantum Break. I did um, not touch it. Yeah, it's not worth it, uh, especially because it came out. It came out not too far before, maybe not even long after Uncharted Four, and so. Yeah, it was just a bad comparison. Oh, no wonder he didn't touch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, R- Remedy is they are. Make, I can't remember what it is, but it looks like a Quantum Break follow up. Yeah, I can't uh, remember the name. I don't. Yeah. yeah is yeah. it getting good buzz? Is the, it was the, people the people that played it at, at uh, E3 all really liked it. It sounds like. Uh, so yeah, well, I mean, there are people that just like Remedy games, so maybe that's them who are pu- buzzing positively about it. Um, but and maybe it still won't be for us. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, the, the Fallout 76 beta, that is uh, something that they announced at E3. They said it's coming. Now they, they're giving us a window for it. It's coming in October. Um, that is pretty, that's pretty soon. Like, and then the, the game launches in November, right? That's like one of the one games that's like launching after, yeah, after Red Dead Redemption. Don't they usually love November? Cause I remember, yeah, they, uh, they love November. Yeah. That was November 11, 2011 with Skyrim, right? That was right. the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And then they uh, follow four. They announced the E3 and released in November. And I think that's what they're doing here. So yeah, October. So yeah, it gives it like you know a month for them to like do something with this stuff. But really, this is this is a marketing thing. That's what all these betas have turned into. So people will get a chance to get in there, see what it is, and decide for themselves if they if they like it. And I, I imagine that if they have a beta and they they, they they're putting it out and giving people a chance to play the game um, either for free or, or, or find ways into it, like by getting codes from sites or whatever, that they're pretty confident that the game they have is fun and will get plenty of people to, to jump on board um, and won't create a bunch of negative buzz. But who knows? Maybe things, maybe this will blow up in their face. It just hasn't. It, nothing really has ever blown up in the faces of Bethesda um, game studios. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, right? Right. It's just like they... They seem to know what they're doing. I mean, doing it's usually pretty good that when you give people a taste of such a big game, that they're probably going to have some fun, right? I mean, everyone thought, like, yeah, oh, that's the betas were great. Because, I mean, there's so much to, like, kind of, like, get used to. Like, the discovery period for these kind of games is almost always kind of fun. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I bet that maybe that's what they're counting on, is that uh, they've refined and refined the very early experience so much that uh, people will just kind of get lost in that world and assume a lot about the ending of the ending of the game even if it's not there um yeah you're right they definitely do that i've done that um i'm looking forward to that though so i'm uh, i'm excited it's another thing to look forward to it feels like we're just coming we're finally kind of pulling out of the summer law and as soon as games start coming out they're gonna it's just gonna it's gonna be a relentless onslaught it's gonna be getting nuts here pretty soon yeah uh next up square enix apologizes to because uh, it turns out people want Octopath Traveler. There's a shortage in Japan, uh, and that shortage is like the second or third time this has happened. They restocked it once, and that restock sold out in three hours. Um, so, yeah, they've di- they definitely underestimated how popular this game would be, uh, and it sounds like it's just going to blow up the charts in Japan. Uh, I have not caught up with you since the last time we talked about you, you were about 10... You were about getting past the first chapter for all the characters, and you were into the second chapter. Yeah. 
How are you feeling now? Uh, I I slowed down quite a lot. Once I kind of realized I was going to make the review embargo and that, like, I was just going to cover the game. Otherwise, I don't know. I haven't really driven back into it. It it is weird because I feel a little off step because people seem to be really into this. And I'm kind of like, oh, this is kind of a mess. Yeah, you're not uh, the only one that I heard have that opinion, though. I think uh, Jason Schreier Kotaku was like, you know, the the RPG nut. nut, He didn't like it either. Like, he hated it, I think. I don't think I don't Uh, hate it, but. Yeah. It's, I, but I did see a lot of p- people who I, I mean, people I didn't even expect to like like RPGs all that much were into it. So, well, like my brother AJ doesn't like JRPGs. He's like, I was playing the Octopath Traveler demo, and I thought it was really cool. I'm like, oh, okay, hmm. good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a, this is a weird one. I think I'm gonna. Uh, I don't have my uh, pulse on like how people actually feel about it. It'll, it'll probably be like one of those ones where a few months out, people get a chance to reflect on things. We'll get a better idea. Um, I still don't think I'm gonna play it though. Um, all right, finally, this was a, this was a weird one. It just kind of popped up uh, because of bad language from Major Nelson over at Xbox. Uh, this was a headline from The Verge. Microsoft teases all-new Xbox hardware announcement for next month. And the all-new Xbox hardware was in quotes. Um, <clears throat> that quote was from Major Nelson. He came out later and apologized and said, actually, I meant new hardware bundles and we'll have new accessories. So everyone's like, okay, there'll be new bundles and the accessories is probably almost certainly the revised second version of the Elite controller. The $150 like super duper controller has all the paddles and the, the cool buttons and stuff. Uh, and you can take off the analog sticks. And it's, you know, it's a controller that everyone loves, but it's been a while since they've come out with it. It doesn't have the Bluetooth support like the new controllers. And the analog sticks are actually a little bit looser than the revi- like the latest revision of the Xbox controller. So it would be nice to see them revise that. And I hope that's what's coming. And in the net, when they say next month, they mean at Gamescom in Germany. Um, have you, have we, do you have any other thoughts about this, Mike? Any other ideas what it might be? No, not just probably what you're saying, but have you seen, like, there are rumors going on about like the next Xbox and how yeah. it's going to be like the two, like there's going to be like a full on next Xbox, but there will also be one designed just for like the cloud gaming kind of thing. Yeah. I, uh, I saw that the, the headline, I didn't put it in here. I, Probably probably should find that real quick. So that's um, X Cloud is what I saw there, where like the people are thinking there will be a next Xbox that will just enable people to boot up games that then mostly load in from the cloud. It sounds like that's how that works. I I'm, I'm actually gonna look this up real quick and just see what I can find. Yeah, this is another one from Tom Warren from The Verge. So he was the one that wrote that one headline. Uh, but that was a mistake only because of um, uh, Major Nelson. But we, we do knew, we did know that there have been rumors coming around. I think what, like, I can't remember what the code name is for the next um, Xbox. No, I don't either. Yeah, it's like some flower or something. But I mean, but, um, I mean this is one of the things where it's like, oh. yeah, that sounds about right, I guess. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So th- this report's actually from Therat.com. And Therat, uh, I remember they did a, a, a hardware uh, leak or a r- report before the Xbox One X. And they got a lot of the details right about Xbox One X, but they also reported stuff like there will be a Roku-style Xbox that just plays downloadable games. It's a lot smaller and cheaper. Um, and that didn't come to pass. And uh, they, they talked a lot more about services that didn't happen at the time. So the, the, there's probably a lot of the stuff is probably accurate, but I think they might not necessarily have all the de- all the details correct when it comes to the way the cloud Microsoft system works. Although, I mean, if we are going to have a cloud future, Mike, it doesn't like that sounds probably right where you have a real Xbox and then 
another way to access this cloud in a really seamless way. Sounds right to me. Like, yeah, I think if that's the way you're going to do it. That's the way I would want to experience where the cloud is definitely there. It's optional. Um, maybe there's some games that really benefit from it. That and like, e- even if you do have the next new shiny Xbox, you still are like logging into a server that is rendering stuff from a cloud. Um, but for the most part, the people that want the cheaper stuff and just want a quick way of getting games can have this cheaper box. That makes some sense. We'll see. I mean, they, they claim that they have some solution to like the cloud gaming kind of lag problem where a lot, yeah, a lot more of the stuff's going like some of that stuff's going to be kind of predictive computed in the actual machine. And right. Well, so it's over my head. Uh, the yeah, algorithms and yeah, magic, but we'll see and the devil's work. All right, Mike, I think we could probably wrap this up. I'm going to get back to my lazing around and doing go. nothing on the floor, playing dead cells. Like um, it. yeah. So why don't we go ahead and think about just, how cool I am. No. And how, no? Damn it. I'm not doing that. I don't. Okay. I am going to play some more Dead Cells. I'm going to play Spin Tires. But also, I, I, I am going to try that No Man's Sky next. I've, I just actually bought it for PC again. Well, I, I, I had the PS4 version for review, and then I bought the game again on PC when it came out. And it's the first time I used a Steam refund because I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I actually need this on PC if I already have it on PS4. But I just went out, I bought it again. So what a jerk. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? That, that have you played this game, Lone Far Sales, or something like that? It's got a lot of a lot of people talking about it in a really nice way, but I Lone hadn't heard of. Don't know anything yeah, about that. Yeah, it's, it, I can't even really tell what kind of game it is, but uh, I just got that as well. It's like this. It looks like you have this sail on this boat that's in the desert, and it's like a, it looks like a side scroller, but you're this giant ship. I, I honestly have no idea what it is, so I'm going to try that out as well. Uh, but we'll be back with the podcast, a new episode next week. Uh, in the meantime, Mike, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O, and um, also, you know, always writing at Games Beats, and I'm also doing the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother every week, so check that out. Well, he's having a kid this week, so might be on a little break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Uh, you just get me there. Hit me up anytime. I'm somewhat checking it while I'm on vacation. Not really. Uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. And on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. I, that's where I was uh, playing Spin Tires. I will be putting uh, some uh, No Man's Sky stuff up on there as well. Uh, yeah, like I said, we'll be back next week. Until then, have a good one, everybody. Bye.